Welcome everybody to Ask a CEO. I'm Greg Demetrio, the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications. And today we have a very special guest with us, Gunnar Lislow, who is the CEO of a company called Surfaceside. Now, before we get into the interview, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Gunnar. Uh, he's got 20 years experience in the infection, infectious disease field. He was the director of infectious disease division of IMS. He was the president of Legionella, which focused on research and combating the Legionnaire's disease. And he's also the founder and CEO of Surfaceide that has developed a domestically and internationally patented ultraviolet disinfection system. The system's designed to eradicate the viruses such as SARS, uh, MRSA, and now COVID-19. So it's a very timely interview. So Gunnar, welcome to the show. And I'm intrigued by the Surfaceide system, for, for true. I can't wait to find out more about it. But first, if you don't mind, I'd like you to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and how you got to be where you are. Well, hey, good morning, Greg. I, uh, I really appreciate your, uh, your interest in Surfaceide and having the opportunity to talk with, uh, with your audience. Yeah, so a little bit of my background, um, you had touched upon it. My, my background prior to Surfaceide um, was in the waterborne pathogen space. And we had developed technology that was being used, um, you know, to address the role of waterborne pathogens, primarily Legionella, uh, which is a causative agent of Legionnaires disease in these water systems. Um, and it was a really interesting market. Um, at the time that I was involved, it was a little sleepy, so we didn't see really accelerated growth. Um, you know, so I got out of that space and then it developed uh, or, or began a consulting practice that was made up of microbiologists and infectious disease experts. Um, and kind of the same story, although our goal was to work with institutions to address, you know, infection prevention or infectious disease related issues, still really pigeonholed into the waterborne space. Um, but really where Surfaceide then emerged was it was at a time where we were working with some of the academic institutions. And I still remember to this day where one of the ID docs um, put his arm around me and said, hey, we really appreciate what you did for us as far as related to all things Legionella. But we have the emergence of this organism that we don't really know what is going on and it's making everybody very nervous. Um, and that was um, MRSA, so methicillin resistant staph. And you know, 10 years ago, uh, you know, staph was, you know, to many infectious disease experts, kind of the world was coming to an end. Suddenly we had the emergence of a pathogen that was resistant to the vast majority of the antibiotic, uh, antibiotics in the, in the antibiotic pipeline. Um, and so I kind of put my head, you know, around this and thought, you know, maybe there's a better way to break the overall initial transmission of this infection by addressing the role of the environment. Um, and so I had experience with using UVC as a technology because we would occasionally use this in the water space. In fact, I know you're in New York City. In New York City, they use ultraviolet light to disinfect a lot of their water systems. Oh, you, um, and what so we you, did is we just simply... You, you changed your, your business model based upon what science was telling you was coming down the pike. Is that right? Ex ex exactly. We j I just saw not only an opportunity, I saw an opportunity for a greater good because as we saw the emergence of these pathogens, starting with MRSA, but now I'm not trying to scare people, but there are so many pathogens that are multi-drug resistant. Um, let's just take a look at uh, kind of in your neighborhood, you know, six months ago, you know, we had the emergence of Candida auris, 
um, which is a highly, highly resistant, um, you know, fungi. So there's a lot of things going in the infection prevention or in the infectious disease world. And so I just thought by developing a technology that could, you know, break the transmission kind of on those initial fomites or where a lot of um, the healthcare workers' hands come in contact or where patients' um, hands come in contact with these surfaces, you know, I thought that there was a good chance that we could do some pretty good things. And it turns out that um, uh, that is, in fact, the case. Well, it's a very impressive background for sure. Not that I understand a whole lot about what you just told me, but yeah, it's very scientific based and you're, you're trying to make life better for people and that's a wonderful endeavor. I was going to ask you why surfacide, but I think you've already answered that. It's because what science is telling you is needed out there in the community, out in society. So maybe you could tell me. Exactly. I'm a, tell me how it works. Say, tell I, me I, how I, it works I, I, in layman's terms, surfacide. Yeah, so how the technology works is it's, it's relatively easy or simple. Essentially, what we're doing is delivering a wavelength of energy um, that just happens to be in the invisible light spectrum, but it's this wavelength of energy that is germicidal. Um, and so by delivering this wavelength of energy um, into whether it be a patient environment or a hotel room or a gym or a multitude of other applications, um, we are introducing energy um, into that environment um, that the bacteria, virus, and spore are susceptible to. And so we're adjunctive to standard cleaning protocols. So I'd like to emphasize we are not eliminating the importance of just good old-fashioned elbow grease and removing bile burden from these surfaces. But one of the biggest challenges that we find in healthcare is, is that the environmental services team, as hard as they're working, you know, upwards of 50% of these surfaces remain colonized after a terminal discharge cleaning. So a terminal discharge cleaning you know, Greg is defined when a patient is exiting the hospital and the new patient is entering the space. Mm -hmm. So Gunner is leaving the, uh, the hospital after a positive outcome and Greg comes into that, that room, 50% of those surfaces remain colonized with these bacteria. Mm -hmm. And here in comes surfacide. Surfacide is used, you know, oftentimes in the healthcare space on a terminal discharge. And a terminal discharge is defined when a patient is leaving that space. So for example, if I were in the hospital and I'm exiting, and then Greg, you need to seek care in the hospital in New York City. One of the greatest challenges that we have is, is that as hard as the environmental services team members are working on a daily basis, half of those surfaces remain colonized with bacteria. And so surfaceite is not eliminating, I wanna emphasize we are not eliminating good old fashioned elbow grease right. and good old fashioned right. standard cleaning protocols, next patient to enter that space. Right. So. The, it's almost like the market came to you with this pandemic because of the need to uh, sterilize or clean the rooms and so forth, where they, they were overrun with COVID patients. So what did that do to the inbound calls that you were getting? Did they go through the roof? It went through the roof. And, and you know, for those of us that are in the infection prevention space, this pandemic was something that we had been thinking about for a long time, perhaps not to this extreme, but we've seen the emergence of all of these multi-drug resistant pathogens. And so now here comes the pandemic um, and given the data, and I'm an evidence-based medicine guy, Surfaceite actually has data on the use of our technology out of the University of Iowa, specifically against coronavirus. Really? So SARS-CoV-2 is a coronavirus and our technology was used specifically to address that virus. 
So are you prepared for the uptick in business? Well, I don't know that fully prepared. We were prepared from a research and a science perspective, mm -hmm. but when the phone started ringing, um, we had to ramp our production capabilities very, very quickly, and we are still ramping to this day. Um, and so since the, um, the initial outbreak in the United States, um, Surfside is um, implemented within uh, hundreds of hospitals. So take me to the, through the process, from the idea to developing the beta, to getting to production and to selling the mature uh, device. That must have been quite a task to do. There must have been obstacles and challenges that you had to meet. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, that's a very good question. You know, I think, I think when, I, when I came up with the concept of using UVC as a modality, um, I had familiarity with, with the, the technology given that I had used it to disinfect water systems. So I thought it was a relatively safe bet. Now, what I had no idea what I was really in for was just what is entailed in product development. Um, so I was quite fortunate that I was able to surround myself with a team that did have experience in product development. But, you know, Greg, per your question, it is no small task or certainly no small undertaking. Um, and so this thing really took a life of its own. I've told many people, you know, that I'm probably glad that I didn't know exactly what I was in for, because had I known what I was going to be in for, I'm not sure that I would have done it. You know, but given that we, we you know, we're so far down the, the path, um, I'm not a guy that throws in the towel very easily. So I just um, continue to say, let's go for it. Um, we encountered, you know, multiple failures. So there were lots and lots of rough days. But when we finally, you know, developed the technology and we finally had the data indicating that it would work, um, then it was really, what do we need to do to bring this to market, um, which was really kind of the, the next life cycle of Surfaceide on what can we do? And um, again, I've been very, very fortunate in aligning myself with, you know, great people on manufacturing, great people in our sales organization, great people on our backend administration, um, you know, to really, you know, design and develop a technology that can be utilized not only by institutions here in the United States, we have a worldwide presence. Um, so again, it's, uh, it's really no small undertaking. It is, so, so all companies are interesting by themselves. Your company is, is based on science and data, right? And helping people. But if, if from the outside in, I envision your company as a bunch of guys running around in white coats, hunched over micro, microscopes and being very quiet. Is that the culture you guys have? No, not, not really. Although we certainly value the guys in the white coats that are, you know, conducting a lot of the research and the data that is paramount to the overall success of the technology. Uh, you know, I think that we're, our culture is that really of, you know, of, of being, you know, a group of very, very passionate people um, that know that we have a technology that can really make a difference. And I would argue that you probably talk with hundreds and hundreds of CEOs, and that's a common theme. Every CEO has started a company because whatever that particular widget is, they know that it can make a difference. And so again, with the team that we've developed here, and it certainly isn't only me, I'm but what's one very, very small piece in the cog here. Um, we have developed a team and a culture um, that is incredibly passionate 
um, and they wake up every morning knowing that we can do pretty great things. That, was, so, my, that was my next question. What is it that gets you up and going in, in the morning? Well, in the pandemic, it's clearly because we're making a huge difference. You know, when we saw what was going on in China late in 2019 and early in January, I was talking with a lot of my infectious disease friends and we knew it was going to be bad. We knew that we were going to face some very, very rough, turbulent waters. And unfortunately, we're likely going to face those turbulent waters here, you know, for the foreseeable future. We're going to see some additional surge coming up here. And so given our technology and the fact that I just shared with you that we have data that um, is evidence-based demonstrating the efficacy of surfacite specifically against coronavirus, we know that if we can get our technology in the hands of hospitals, long-term care centers, retirement communities, and even into the general community, whether that's um, gymnasiums or tourist attractions or hotels, we are reducing the presence of this pathogen and creating a safer environment. And I know that our team um, wakes up in the morning knowing that we've got a technology that is providing that level of safety and is trying to reduce the exposure of SARS-CoV-2 to the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are encountering it on a daily basis. You know, I hadn't even thought about all the other applications that might be possible, and you just ticked off a few. Um, more public places, hotels, gyms, things like that. Even I'm thinking salons and, and barbershops and things like that, which it might be cost prohibitive, but the, the point is, is that the, the application would work, which is really amazing. So let me ask you a question. I, I've seen pictures of the device. How big a room does that handle and how long does it take to do its thing? Yeah, so another really good question, Greg. So when you're using UVC as a modality, it's simple engineering principles or more specifically, a simple law of physics. And so we know that UVC is a direct line of sight technology. Um, and so there've been a multitude of entrants into the UV space um, since the pandemic. And where I encourage people to exercise caution is that there's no magic fairy or no magic fairy dust to get this done. And so with Surfaceide using our multiple emitter approach, um, and let me explain that, the multiple emitter, that's the, the robotic form, although we don't happen to believe there's much robotic about our platform, that's what typically people refer to us as. We'll bring in multiple emitters or towers into a space, thereby bringing the vast majority of the surfaces within the direct line of sight. So we really check that box. All of the surfaces are now within the direct line of sight. But more importantly, it's this simple law of physics of the inverse square law. And so, Greg, this is where you have to dust off your high school physics. You probably never thought that, you know, that physics uh, instructor in high school who was telling you about the inverse square law, you'd never think that you would need to know what that meant. But when it, comes it to UVC, right? <laughs> when it comes to UVC, that is perhaps the most critical element. And essentially what that law of physics tells us is that every time the distance is doubled, the energy is reduced to a quarter of the power, not one half. And so by bringing in multiple emitters, we are closer in proximity to all these surfaces. Yeah. But then the magic sauces incorporated in each one of our devices as a mapping technology. And so it's a simple formula, time plus distance equals total delivered energy. And so to specifically answer your question in a typical in, um, ICU unit, 
we're in and out of that room in about 12 minutes. Now in an operating room, because that's a larger space. And so now this is where it ties right back to the inverse square law. In an operating room, it's typically 30 minutes because it's a larger space and it takes more time for the energy that's being emanated from our emitters to be delivered onto all of those surfaces. Amazing. I mean, that's that's relatively quick. I mean, it's like you you go in and you flood the environment with the UVC to to make sure you're touching everything and get and get it as clean as possible. Very interesting. So exactly. I will, I always ask my guests one question, and it's about what word of advice would you give your fellow CEOs and those aspiring to get to the CEO suite? Ask another way is what's the best advice you've ever received and what would you like to pass along? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think for me personally, if you're going to start a company, if you're going to, you know, lead an organization, you know, a lot of it is just about grit. It's about, you know, setting that mission and then just never, never quitting. Um, And maybe I can, speak more from my own perspective, you know, we're still a relatively small organization. um, And we see failures on a daily basis. And while I'd like to say, I wish we didn't see the failures and perhaps it's overused, we learn from all those failures, but you just really have to be in a position of just never willing to quit. And so that's one of the characteristics or the attributes that I look for people that are joining the Surfside team. It's kind of like, what is your makeup? What is your being? And if you're an individual that is just willing to grind it out and never say quit, man, you are on our team. I don't care if you're a PhD. I don't even care if you're not even a high school, you know, educated. It's grit, grit, grit. Those are the people that we want on our team. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that Surfaceite has seen the success that it's seen. When you get, yeah, you know, I've always said that, you know, if you bring your A game every day, I mean, obviously A games are tough to come by, but you fight for them every day. If you bring them to work every day, you know, the effort is what you're responsible for. The results will take care of itself. So if you got those people, if that's your mindset, I know it's mine. It's not about, you know, what I'm not going to do today. It's what more can I do today? Exactly. I I could not agree more. You know, I I really appreciate that you're taking time to sit down with us and I don't want to eat up your whole day. But I just like to part with saying that this pandemic is something that we've never ever seen. You may have seen it coming, but when it got here, it was pretty disastrous. And I just thank you for being the scientist that you are to at least try and impact some part of this because it's, it's just a terrible scenario. We're just now starting to come out from our homes even. And, and with, processes like yours. I know I spoke to many hospital CEOs as well. And that was one of the things that they all spoke about was cleanliness, cleaning, disinfecting. So you're right in there with them now. And I really appreciate it. So I wish you all the best. I thank you for coming on the show. And in terms of the the pandemic, go get them. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks, Greg. I you know, I encourage everybody to, to continue to be safe. You know, I know that given this pandemic, everybody is fatigued, you know, continue to follow some of the lead of Dr. Fauci and others, you know, social distance and masks and all those things. And we will get through this. There is no doubt in my mind. Um, I did say that we're still in some for, uh, you know, some rough waters ahead. 
Um, but there is no doubt in my mind that, um, that as a country and as a world, we will get through this. So everybody should just hang in there. Thank you. Thank you, Gwyneth, very, very much. Wishing you all the best. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks, Greg.